Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. My name is Shao Kunishiro, and today is episode 27, Other Role-Playing Games. Hey guys, so today's episode is going to be a little different uh, than what I normally do here on the podcast, um, but it's going to be really cool and really interesting. Um, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Uh, I've been working really hard on this episode. Um, but this time I won't be going over a particular class or monster, I won't be breaking down a certain aspect of the game, I won't be giving tips to DMs and players, uh, no, instead I want to talk about the world of tabletop RPGs outside of D&D. I know, I know D20 Academy is a D&D podcast, um, and I will still be making D&D content for sure, but I just want to take some time, I just want to take an episode to, uh, talk to you guys about, um, you know, the the whole community of tabletop RPGs um, outside of just what D&D is, because there's so much um, that that the the world of, of the, these outside tabletop RPGs have to offer, um, and there's some really interesting, really cool ones, and I just kind of want to get the word out, you know what I mean? Uh, I kind of want to tell you guys about these, um, because, you know, D&D is just one of, of many um, great vessels for, for storytelling, and maybe through this episode, you will find something that's interesting to you, and you'll go research into it, and maybe you'll just have a lot of fun playing this new game. Um, so this one has, you know, been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this one for a while, um, and I'm really excited to get into it, so uh, let's go. Okay, so to start out, um, I just want to let you guys know that I have been reading and researching a ton of tabletop RPGs or TTRPGs uh, in the past few weeks. Um, anything from zombie, sci-fi, horror, action, fantasy, whatever it is, um, there are a, a lot of tabletop RPGs out there, and I want to talk about them, um, because I, I think it's a shame they don't get the attention that they deserve. Um, like I mentioned, there are just so many tabletop RPGs out there, um, and, and just really a boom, actually, uh, recently, um, of tabletop RPGs that have been getting released, and, and they're really cool and really interesting. And, uh, you know, provide different avenues in ways to play um, a tabletop RPG and the way, um, you know, that, that you run a story. Um, starting off, the fantasy as a genre, right, from all shows, movies, books, whatever, they, it all stems from the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, right, and his stories of Middle-earth. And in the same way, RPGs of all kinds stem from D&D. D&D was the first tabletop RPG ever created, Um uh, thankfully, uh, tabletop RPGs and role-playing gaming as a whole, um, they're, it's just absolutely blowing up right now. Like I said, the community is in, is in a crazy state of growth right now. Um, and with this, this, this boom of, of uh, traffic and, and newcomers to the tabletop RPG community, especially the D&D community, um, comes a surge of new tabletop RPGs. Um, some of them totally new creations and some of them revised versions of older RPGs. Um, to, you know, these things are being created to serve the desires of the players who prefer something outside of D&D, right? Or something along the same lines of D&D, but uh, with this little quirk or this little change. Now, 5th edition is fantastic. Right? I am so, so thankful that it exists and how helpful it is uh, to new players creating this, this great community. Um, but that being said, there are so many other amazing things that you can experience from role-playing that D&D just doesn't offer, you know, whether it's because of its theme or its focus or its mechanics or the genre it fits into, um, you know, D&D can't 
cater to the needs of every single person and what they want to get out of a role-playing game. And that's fine. D&D has its place. Uh, D&D has its focus and its genre and its mechanics. And I think it is fantastic. It's definitely the best edition of D&D that, that I'm familiar with, that I know. Um, and what it's done to the tabletop uh, community, especially the, the tabletop RPG community, um, just, you know, with with the online actual plays like Acquisition Incorporated and Critical Role and the conventions and, you know, normalizing nerd culture and all that kind of stuff, uh, what D&D and especially 5th edition has done to the, to the, to the community and it, its growth, uh, I think, is really fantastic and, and amazing. And, and D&D should be appraised for that. Wizards of the Coast should be appraised for that. Um, it's, you know, right now it's just the community and everything is in a, is in a crazy state of growth and and uh, recognition um you know nowadays most people know what D&D is most people have played of or have friends who play it um so a lot of that comes down to D&D and especially 5th edition uh you know being able to cater to to new players and to people who used to play you know adults used to play D&D in the 80s but have kind of uh you know not played in a couple decades but now they're coming back because of 5th edition um it is awesome Right, I just wanted to set that down for some. I'm very thankful for it. I think it's amazing. Um, but there are some other EPG, RPGs that I've been like researching, looking for. Uh, I've been really interested in recently, and uh, I'm gonna go over some of them. I'm just gonna go over um, some just other TTRPG genres or whatever, just in general. And maybe you'll find one. Maybe you'll find a concept that fits your playstyle, fits the kind of RPG you want to play, um, because. Like I've said, there are so many other great uh, TTRPGs out there. Now, real quick, I do want to say a disclaimer before I continue. Um, I'm going to be going over some other TTRPGs in this episode and discussing their themes and their systems and their genres, things I like about them, things I don't like, stuff like that. Um, however, my thoughts on these are mostly from a quick first glance. Um, for the most part, I have never actually played uh, these games. I've played one or two, but most of the ones that we're talking about, I've not actually played yet. Um, and though I have, for the most part, read through the manuals and, and understand their themes and mechanics, I understand how the game works, I understand what it looks like, all that kind of stuff, um, I don't have, uh, I don't have the experience, um, from being able to say that I've played these and, you know, I've actually experienced these. Um, so just, just keep that in mind as I'm talking about these games, that, um, what I'm saying in my critiques and my opinion, um, is not only just my opinion, um, but also that it comes from a place of not actually fully experiencing uh, these games. Right? These are these are games. Right? First and foremost, they're meant to be played. They're meant to be experienced. Um, so I'm going to try to give you know an unbiased opinion. I'm not I'm not trying to going to go too deep into each of them. Um, but understand that I have I haven't played most of these. Um, I've just I've just looked at them and read through the through their manuals and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so let's just start off with fantasy. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Pathfinder. Now, Pathfinder is probably the second most famous fantasy TTRPG, and it's probably in the probably five most popular TTRPGs of all time. Um, the second edition of Pathfinder was just released, um, I think in the past month even, maybe, um, though it has been getting playtested for, for about a year now. Um, Pathfinder is a really, uh, a really great branch of off from D&D. Um, it uses the D20 system, it uses the six ability scores, strength, dexterity, con, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, uses armor class. It's it's quite similar, the mechanics in the system is, is very similar to D&D. Um, so 
if you're someone who, you know, really likes D&D, that's kind of the only TTRPG you, you, you've played, um, you, you feel comfortable with the mechanics and the system and all that, that um, Pathfinder is a good next step into the, the, the rest of the world of TTRPGs. Um, what, what separates Pathfinder from D&D is, one, um, because it's played in a different world, it's not played in the Forgotten Realms, it's played in their own world, I, I can't think of the name right now, um, but this world is, is, you know, different, it has different races, it has different monsters, a diff- different lore and all of that, um, but mostly the, the allure of Pathfinder and why most people play Pathfinder um, is because of the detail that it provides. Um, Pathfinder takes D&D and makes it more complex, more detailed, and more customizable. Um, while the system and the mechanics uh, is, is very much sim- like the same, um, everything is given with much more detail. Um, there are so many more options when it comes to character creation. Um, there's like a whole multi-classing kind of uh, you know, system. It's really customizable, but it's much more detailed, uh, much more number-oriented. Um, so if you're someone who loves D&D uh, and 5th edition, especially for its simplicity, and uh, you, you're not a big numbers person, you're not a big rules person, you just like role-playing, you like the experience of D&D, um, but you're not too into the rules and, and the mechanics or you don't really need any more detail in your game, Pathfinder's probably not for you. But for those of you who, you know, maybe find D&D too, too bland, not, not, you know, too simple, um, for maybe you've played D&D for a while now, and combat and the, the same classes, the same races are kind of getting a little boring and monotonous, Pathfinder is a spectacular next step for you um, because um, it just provides just so much more complexity and detail and options into what D&D already has. Um, combat is super interesting. There's so many different kinds of choices you can make in combat. Um, like I said, character creation, character progression is super interesting and customizable. Um, it's really, really cool, really interesting. I've been looking a lot at Pathfinder um, in the past couple days, especially. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but we have just finished uh, our two-and-a-half-year campaign um, about a month or two ago, uh, me and my friends, and we are looking to start a new D&D campaign. Um, our regular campaign it has become a, a Star Wars campaign, which I will talk about a little later in this episode, but we're doing a Star Wars campaign right now. But we want, I want to be running two campaigns um, now instead of just one, and since we're doing a Star Wars one, I also want to do a D&D one. So we were planning on doing a D&D campaign using the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which is a, a supplement book that I reviewed in a couple uh, episodes, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. Um, but then we did stumbled upon Pathfinder, and um, me and and the people I play with, um, we love D&D, we love playing it, um, but we also all kind of agree that it's getting a little simplistic and monotonous, and we want more detail and more customize, you know, customability and such in the game. And Pathfinder seems like the perfect avenue for that. So we may actually play Pathfinder, but using the world of, of Ravnica, using the, the, the things in Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, um, but actually playing the Pathfinder system. Um, it, it's a little weird because I'll have to kind of translate some monster stat blocks and stuff like that, but I think it would really work. And uh, so I once again, I have not actually played Pathfinder yet, but it looks like I, I will be playing it soon. So uh, expect another update, whether on you know, the Instagram or something, or on the podcast, um, after I've played a couple more of these games that I'm talking about here, um, and letting you guys know how it goes, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's Pathfinder. Um, it's definitely worth a look if you're someone who wants to, 
uh, you know, you love D&D, you love fantasy, you love fantasy role-playing, but you want to add more detail and complexity to your game, Pathfinder is definitely a good next step for you. Go, go ahead and look that up. Second edition was just released. It looks phenomenal. The art's amazing. The design's amazing. Uh, go ahead and uh, look that up. Okay, next one I want to talk about in the fantasy genre is uh, a game called Simbaroom. Simbaroom is a fairly recently released game. I believe it was released in like 2016 um, by Swedish game designers. Um, it's originally a Swedish game. Um, and it is still a fantasy RPG. Um, the art, the atmosphere that it, that it provides is fantastic. Um, the dice system isn't too far off of that of D&D. Um, it's, it's different. The names, like the abilities and the way the, way the dice work are all different from D&D, but it's not too, too, um, too different. There's still, like, I think there's still a D20 system and such. Um, it is a different kind of fantasy RPG, though. Um, it has these nice, like, abstract story-based rules. It has a focus on exploration and mystery and mysticism. And it has, like, this whole, like, 100-page block in the rulebook just describing the world and the different kind of factions. I believe it's kind of set in this big, like, mystical forest. I don't know if it's called Simbaroom. Um, I, I don't recall. Um, this is one of the first uh, TTRPGs I looked at. Um, so I haven't actually looked back at this one in, in you know, a couple weeks. But... The art and the style is, is really, really cool. Um, this kind of dark, mis- mystical, kind of creep me at, creepy atmosphere that, that, it, that the art and the system kind of provides. Um, I would say the simplicity from what I've seen looks to be about that of D&D. Um, it looks pretty easy to, to, to grasp. Um, the system looks, looks pretty simple. Um, but it looks really interesting. And, and kind of these, these abstract story-based rules uh, within it are also, are also uh, really cool. Uh, there's like this whole system that like system that has to do like what your shadow looks like and uh, kind of like what your spirit is and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's really cool and interesting. So Simbaroom, S-Y-M-B-A-R-O-U-M. Go look up Simbaroom uh, if, if you think that might interest you. Okay, next we have a game called Dusk City Outlaws. Now Dusk City Outlaws um, is a game I actually backed on Kickstarter uh, about a year or two ago. Um, I love Kickstarter. I love the the tabletop community on Kickstarter. Um, I love going on there to see what new projects are being created. Um, definitely, if you want to get more involved into the, into the tabletop community, uh, not just with you know RPGs, but also with board games, card games, whatever it is, Kickstarter is a great place to look. There's tons of really cool games that are being created there that you can back, that you can get all this extra stuff for. Um, it's really great. Now, Dusk City Outlaws uh, is really cool. It's it's a simple dice system, uh, very easy to grasp, quick to grasp. And the concept is that there's, like, no setup time. Um, you can just take it off the shelf, break it open, and just start playing. Um, character creation takes, like, five minutes. GM, you know, GM planning takes, like, five to ten minutes. It's super quick. You can just get right into the action. Um, it's meant to be played in, in one-shot styles. Um, so just for one night, you get together, or one or two nights, and just play through, play through the adventure. Um, basically what it is... It's a heist game set in a fantasy city, kind of based on, like, Venice. Um, there's, like, canals, and there's, like, big, big towers, um, and, you know, there's, like, the, the city watch and the policing force, and everyone plays these criminals um, from these different criminal organizations that you get to choose, and you also get to choose your specialty, whether you're an assassin, or a thief, or a basher, or, or a runner, or, a, you know, a magician, whatever you are, um, you choose... All this, you know, these two different cards, one for the criminal organization you're a part of, one of your specialty, 
and you put them together to create your character, and you and your friends uh, create these characters, and you come together to pull off a heist in this fantasy world. Um, it's really, really fun and exciting. Um, the, the, the system they've designed is really cool. Um, it keeps the game moving. It's very simple. It's very easy to learn, um, but it's, it's, it's extremely fun. I, I absolutely love the game. I've played it so much. Um, if you are into the heist theme, if you love things like Ocean's Eleven, um, stuff like that, um, you are definitely going to, to love this game for sure. Um, however, if you're more focused on you know, the D&D kind of concept of playing over a campaign, creating a character at kind of first level and getting better and better as you progress and going through adventures and all that kind of stuff, uh, you may find Destiny a little weird and boring. Just it, It's quite different. The feel is quite different from that. Um, it's just meant to you create a character, you do the mission, and that's it. That's that's the that's the the, the thing. There, there's there is like rules for campaign play. I um, I've never actually tried it out. Um, I, I've just done the one shots, the the one 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 missions, um, and they're very fun. It's just a very fun and exciting game. Um, so go check Dusk City Outlaws out um, if if you you haven't already. It, it's a really great game. Okay, next is uh, Blades in the Dark. Um, if you have done your own kind of research on TTRPGs, you've probably heard of Blades in the Dark before. Um, it's getting lots of popularity. I think it came out like one or two years ago. Um, now, I haven't had much of a look on this one, so so my my description of this one is going to be a little, uh, you know, n- not, not too detailed. I, I haven't had much of a look on it. I'm going to borrow my friend's copy, though, and read it over uh, sometime really soon. I have read through some of the uh, a PDF I found online. Um, it... It's kind of similar to Dust City Outlaws. It has a heist, it has a criminal theme, um, but it's darker, it's more violent, much more action-packed. Um, it kind of has a horror theme to it. There's, like, ghosts and monsters and such, um, and it's also made for campaign play rather than one-shot play like Dust City Outlaws. Um, it's very action-packed, very fast-moving, very exciting, um, and it's also very difficult. It's very challenging for the for the players, um, for players who want a, a real challenge and a real threat of failure and death in their um, in in their in their their RPG, Blades in the Dark is a great option for them. Uh, it has these these very gritty, re- realistic kind of dark rules in it uh, to make sure that gameplay is challenging and exciting, um, but you know also also difficult for the players. Um, once again, I haven't read too much on that, so that's kind of all I have to say for Blades in the Dark. But if you want to uh, go check that one out, then then go right ahead. I've, I've heard only good things about Blades in the Dark. Okay, the final TTRPG I want to talk about in the fantasy genre is the Witcher tabletop role-playing game. Uh, this was released fairly recently. Um, I've looked through the PDF uh, online. I saw it in my local game store the other day. Um, it is pretty similar to D&D 5th Edition from what I can see. Um, one thing I want to note is the visual design of the books are not too great, Um after going from the crazy, beautiful, and amazing designs of the D&D um, books, you know, the 5th edition books, the Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, all that kind of stuff, which are, you know, obviously gorgeous and very well quality, uh, very high quality, well produced. Um, this book is not totally up there when it comes to, you know, its aesthetic, but it seems cool. The combat system seems really awesome. There's rules for, you know, kind of where you hit the target, whether you can hit them in the head or chop off their arm or whatever it is. Um, and I th- it really incorporates the Witcher world uh, into into the mechanics. Um, if you are fans of the book, or the book series, or the, or the game series, you're probably really going to like the Witcher. Um, it, it seems really cool to me. I, I'm not very big in, in into the bo- the books or the games. Um, but for yeah, people who are kind of more on the outside like me, 
it doesn't seem super super exciting or thrilling um, just because a lot of the mechanics and everything is based around the world and the characters and if you're not already kind of aware of those and you, you're not already you don't you know not already in love with those um, then you know it, you may not get the full experience out of it okay that's it for the fantasy ttrpgs that i've been looking at um, recently there's tons more out there to, to go find for yourself um, go to your research but next i want to talk about horror rpgs Okay, so the first horror uh, TTRPG I want to talk about is Call of Cthulhu. Um, Call of Cthulhu is an eldritch horror game based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Um, and Call of Cthulhu has actually been around for quite a while. Um, it's, it's kind of a classic um, tabletop RPG. Um, it's, it's, you know, quite widely known. Um, it's probably one of the, the top five most famous tabletop RPGs. Um, but the 7th th edition was just kind of recently released. Um, and basically, it's play. You know, you play as investigators in like the 1920s. You know, you slowly lose your sanity to big scary monsters. You're like investigating these mysteries, these eldritch horrors. Um, the system seems seems really nice. Uh, seems seems cool. Quite simple. Um, and the theme is really intriguing. Um, but the character sheets are just so god awful. <laughs> um, they are are not pleasant to look at at all. Um, I, I just, I don't like the design um, of, of the character sheets. It's fine. It's not too big of a, of a you know, it's, it's not too much of a problem. That doesn't matter too much. But just warning you beforehand, if, if you're going to play Call of Cthulhu, it is. Yeah, character sheets are not looking too good. Okay, you, you, I think you play Call of Cthulhu for, for the theme primarily. Um, but if you're not familiar with or you don't really like Lovecraftian horror, you don't really like the genre, you'll probably not like the game much. Um, if you've, you know, I'm talking about Cthulhu and Lovecraft and you don't even know what those are, then this is probably not already, you probably already know this is probably not the game for you. Um, it, it's, you know, if you are aware of, of Cthulhu and the, the works of H.P. Lovecraft and, and the Eldritch Horror genre, um, this is the perfect game. Uh, this is by far the most, uh, popular and the most streamlined, uh, um, Eldritch Horror game. So if, if you're into that kind of stuff, go ahead and check Call of Cthulhu out. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is The End of the World. Um, this is a line of four RPGs um, by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, if you don't know, Fantasy Flight Game is is Fantasy Flight Games is, is a really popular uh, tabletop game producer. They've created tons of board games that I love, um, lots of really cool RPGs. But they do have an issue with um, creating one product and then splitting it into multiple things and then have and then selling all of them. Um, instead of just creating just, you know, one product and selling the one product. And in this example, uh, The End of the World has four different books in the line. There's The Zombie Apocalypse, The Age of Robots or something, The Alien Invasion, and The, uh, the Wrath of the Gods. Basically, it's just different ways the world has, is ending. And um, the system is the same through all of them. Um, really, only the, the difference between them is the second half of each of the, the books which just describes like the scenarios of the end of the world, uh, you know, in, in that, in the, based on the theme, right? Whether it's zombies or robots, whatever it is. Um, so this is a little irritating that they're, you know, if you want to buy multiple of these, half of what you're getting you've already paid for, just which is just the rules in the system of how it works, which is a little irritating. Fantasy Flight Games does this a lot. But it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's not too much of a problem. Now, I own the Zombie Apocalypse 1. Um, I got the, the full PDF. I bought it on DriveThruRPG recently. Um, and I'm planning on playing it in a couple days with, with some of my friends. Um, 
the the system is simple, but it's but it's effective. Uh, but it's very good for new players. And what's really cool about it is that you get to play as yourself. And there's a whole system of voting and all this kind of stuff to allow you to play a realistic version of yourself. You know, what would you do um, if you were a part, you know, if you were there when the apocalypse hit, whether it was by zombies or robots, whatever it is. Um, and for each scenario, there's also, you know, information and lore on what is what it's like for the moment the apocalypse hits um, and the timeline for that. Plus, there's a, ch- a section on what it, you know, what's like post-apocalyptic world, um, which is which is really cool. Um, I've read through through basically all all of that uh, for the zombie apocalypse one. I'm gonna run with some of my friends. It's really really cool how you get to play for your you play yourselves. You get to play. You know, you start where you are right now when you're playing it. Um, the equipment you have at hand is literally what's around you in the house or wherever you're playing. Um, it's really really cool. Um, I really like the you know. The, the concept of playing yourself and, you know, a disaster, apocalypse is just a really cool theme to me. And also zombies. I love, I love zombies. Um, um, you know, I, the, the system is pretty simplistic and bland. Um, so I don't think it's super good for campaign play just because it gets really old really quickly, but for one or two sessions, it can be really cool. And it's also really good for new players, people who, you know, don't really have any experience with TTRPGs or, you know, are not super bright on, like, rules or anything. The system is, is very simple, so they can quick, quickly grasp it. Um, and so you can take the focus away from the rules and more on the story and the role-playing. Um, so that's the end of the world line. I've only read the Zombie Apocalypse one, but there are the three others, if you want to go check those out. Next one I want to talk about is a game called Outbreak Undead. Uh, it's another zombie survival RPG that's kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum um, from End of the World. Uh, Outbreak Undead is slow and detailed and meticulous. Um, if you want to embrace the gritty, realistic side of survival horror, Outbreak Undead it is for you. Otherwise, it can become real slow and real meticulous real quick. Um, disclaimer, I have not actually played the game, but I've seen other people play it online. I've read through the book. Um, the system is really cool if you care about tracking your ammunition and your resources and your sanity, all that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, playing this this very gritty, realistic system. But if you're not into that, then it can come across very slow and very meticulous. Um, so it's kind of, you know, for this and the end of the world are kind of for different uh, kind of players. If you're someone who cares more about the story and doesn't really care about the rules or mechanics or whatever, just, just wants the story and the experience, End of the world is for you. If you're someone who actually try wants to simulate, you know, sur- surviving in a zombie apocalypse, and you know the gritty side of that, then Outbreak Undead is for you. So it kind of just just depends on what, uh, you know, what you want to play as as a player and what you your playgroup prefers. Um, now there are, are there are other zombie role playing games out there. Um, I've not looked at the other ones. These two seem to be kind of the most accessible and the most popular. Um, but if you, you are looking for a different kind of zombie RPG, I'm sure there's one out there, um, for you. Okay, the final horror, uh, TTRPG that I've been looking at recently is a game called Ten Candles. Ten Candles is, uh, an indie tragic horror role-playing game, and I'm actually playing it in a couple days, uh, with my, with my gaming group. I'm playing on Halloween night, that's what we're gonna be doing. Um, now the system is abstract. It's, uh, it, it's very based on role-playing and storytelling. Um, it's played in one, one, uh, one sessions, two to three hours, you just sit down and you just play through the whole thing. 
Um, and it's very much about the experience and the atmosphere. Everyone at the table has to understand it's about the story, creating good story, um, creating the sense of suspense and terror, and really just, uh, you know, th- you know, thriving off of the atmosphere and thriving off of, um, you know, the experience that it provides. If you're someone who cares more about campaign play, being a hero, all that kind of stuff, Ten Candles not for you. Ten Candles is kind of the opposite side of D&D. Um, spoiler alert, uh, but this is not really a spoiler. Um, Ten Candles... You die. Everyone has to die at the end of this. At the end of the, at the end of the the session, everyone should be dead. Um, which is you know the opposite of D and D, which is you get better and you grow and your character gets more powerful. Um, Ten candles is just you have a character, and at the end everyone's going to be dead. So the goal is just to create the best uh, and best experience and the best story together. Um, the system works. Between the, the GM and the players, they, they collaborate to build the story together. It takes absolutely, like, basically no planning on the GM side. Very quick setup. Um, and there is a lot of things that help to um, create the atmosphere for the game. Uh, the game is called Ten Candles because there are ten candles in the middle of the table, and all other lights should be off. So you should be playing it at night with no other lights except the ten candles. And as the game progresses, the candles will be snuffed out as hope uh you know, for survival and such for the characters is slowly, slowly diminished until finally the last candle is snuffed out and everyone is in darkness. Um, it creates this really creepy, um, really, really, you know, really intriguing atmosphere to pull people in, and it does that really well. Um, and I, I can't wait to play this one with my friends on Halloween. Uh, it's going to be a really fun time. Um, but Ten Candles, dice system stuff, super simple. It's about the story. It's about role-playing. Um, it's about the, the theme of horror and suspense and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to, uh, check out 10 candles, it looks really cool, really interesting. Go ahead and check that one out. Okay. That's it for the horror RPGs that I've kind of, uh, that I've kind of been into recently. Um, and I want to look at now some sci-fi games. Okay. So there are a lot of great sci-fi role-playing games out there. The most famous probably being, being Shadowrun, um, and, you know, there's tons of different things. There's, like, uh, cyberpunk, kind of. Uh, there's, like, steampunk games. There's, like, space opera games. Um, there is a, there's a Star Trek uh, role-playing game. All this kind of stuff. Um, so there is a lot of sci-fi role-playing games out there that I haven't really looked into. I haven't really looked in, into all of them. Uh, not even the most popular, like, like Shadowrun or Cyberpunk. Um, but if, if you, you know, really care about the sci-fi genre and you really want to get into the sci-fi genre... Do your own research for sure. Um, I haven't really looked at much into into, into sci-fi games myself, um, and I know there's just tons of other great, amazing ones out there that I'm not going to talk about today. Um, so if you really want to play a, a tabletop role-playing game in the sci-fi genre, go ahead and, and check one out because um, there are tons of really cool ones out there. The first sci-fi game that I want to talk about is the Star Wars Star Wars role-playing game line uh, by Fantasy Flight Games. These are the same guys who made the uh, End of the World line, and um, it kind of suffers from the same weird thing where they created one game but then split it into three products. Um, and those products are Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny. Three technically different games. Um, Edge of the Empire focusing on like scum and villainy and smugglers of the, of the Star Wars galaxy. Um, Age of Rebellion focusing on the conflict between the Empire and the Rebellion. Um, and Force and Destiny f- focusing on Jedi, the Sith, the, the Force. 
Um, they're technically considered three distinct games. They each have their own massive rule books, and then also different supplements, you know, more options for character creation, more monsters, whatever it is. However, once again, like, half the books are the same, which is just describing this system of how it works. And they can also be played together because, once again, the system is the same for all of them. Uh, the only difference is, like, the theme of it, and so what kind of character creation options you have available and what kind of equipment you have available, depending on the theme of the game, right? Whether it's scum, or, scum and villainy or, you know, rebellion versus empire, whatever it is. Um, so that's a little irritating um, because, you know, it's kind of like having to pay for three different products when you're really only paying for one. Um, I wish they did this differently, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, I'm just going to talk about the game now. We have started a, a Star Wars campaign. We've played four sessions so far. Um, after the last one ended, we went to a Star Wars campaign, um, focusing mostly on Edge of the Empire, but we do have aspects of some of the other games that we've taken. Um, the combat system is fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it moves quickly, but it is intricate, and it's always shifting. Um, its combat is really cool, and, uh, you know, there's this great system of, you know, being able to, to aid your allies and kind of harm your enemies, and then there's, like, this whole thing about strain and pushing yourself to your limits to be able to get more, um, you know, to be able to do more things. It's really, really cool and interesting. I, I absolutely love the combat system. And also the talent and the perk tree system. Um, instead of leveling up, in the Star Wars game, you just have an amount of experience points that you gain for completing adventures and such, and you spend those XP to, you know, either increase your skills to get better at your skills, or also to buy these different, like, talents from these talent trees, depending on your specialty, whether you want to get better at being a pilot, or a smuggler, or an assassin, or, a, you know, a, a force user, or a lightsaber wielder, whatever you want to do. The, 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 these talent, like, perk tree things are awesome, I really like them. Um, they're not too detailed and confusing, I just really like the design of them. Also, though, what something kind of that stands out of, of the Star Wars games are custom dice. The game includes custom dice. Um, it has about, like, seven different types, I think. Um, there's, like, D6s and D8s or whatever, and they all have these own special symbols on the dice. Um, so you will have to buy those if you're going to want to run the game or get the, 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 the dice rolling app on your phone. Um, but I really like the, the system of how the custom dice work and successes and failures and being able to you know, how you critical hit with weapons, and how you can spend certain symbols to activate certain abilities. It's, it's really cool. Um, I really like the dice system. Obviously, it takes a little while to get used to, because not only is the way the dice work differently, the actual symbols on the dice are different from just numbers. Um, so it, it took us about, uh, you know, four sessions, I think, to really get into it, to really understand it. Um, we're pretty comfortable with it now, though, only after four sessions, so it's, it's not too complex, it's not too hard to get into. Um, th these games are great for Star for fans of Star Wars. If you love Star Wars, these games are great. They they offer the experience um, that you would want from a Star Wars role playing game. Uh, they they work hard on making sure that you get the feel of what Star Wars is. Um, if you're not into Star Wars, probably not gonna like these games too much. Um, just because so many things are based on Star Wars and having knowledge of Star Wars and kind of being a Star Wars nerd like me and my friends are. Um, <clears throat> You don't have to be, you know, super big, whatever, but as long as you're a fan of Star Wars, I think you can really enjoy this. Now, saying that, um, even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, this dice system and this combat system and all that stuff, um, you can still play it because they recently released, I believe a year or two ago, um, Fantasy Flight Games released uh, the Genesis system, which is a role-playing game system, 
that can be used for any kind of genre. Fantasy, sci-fi, uh, you know, modern, like, military, steampunk, zombie, whatever you want to play, the Genesis system provides that. Um, so there's just one core rule book um, that you can buy. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games, the Genesis system, has the same rules, has the same dice as the Star Wars uh, role-playing games, but has all this extra stuff for depending on what kind of genre you want to play. Um, seems really cool. I haven't tried it yet um, because, you know, I've just been using the system for the Star Wars role-playing game. But if you, if you, if you, if you want the, the cool intricate combat system and the cool dice and all of that, the Genesis system is really cool uh, because, it, you know, it has lots of variability and versatility depending on what kind of genre you want to play your game in. Okay, so that's the, the, the Star Wars role-playing game and the Genesis system. The Star Wars role-playing game is one that I have played and I do have experience, and I really am enjoying it so far. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Numenera. Numenera is uh, really interesting. Um, it's kind of like a blend between sci-fi and fantasy. Um, the, the dice system, though, is, is very fresh and intriguing. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's kind of like a D20 system. It's simplistic and fast, but the way it works is really interesting. I'm not going to get into it right now, but... Uh, t you know, kind of every character has these different pools that they can spend points from depending on how strong they are, how quick they are, how smart they are. And spending these pools kind of like modifies the role. It's really interesting. Go check it out. It's really interesting. Um, but Numenera is kind of built on the theme. If you don't really care for the theme or the genre, it's not really going to work. Basically, it's sci-fi fantasy. So like you can play an elf or you can play whatever, but you, you know, you're like a fantasy character but there's like sci-fi things around you there's like robotics and technology uh and it's just a really interesting theme just like look up Numenera look up the 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 rule book or the art you'll get what I mean uh it's, it seems like a really really interesting and really cool um um theme and world uh to play in and also character creation is really cool uh it's simple this game is actually quite simple um but the way character creation works I'm not going to get into it here though is really cool it makes sense it's really easy for new players. I, I love the way the character creation works in this game. Um, I'm really just curious to see how, how the game plays. Uh, I may run Numenera, uh, you know, one of these days. Um, doesn't look like I'm going to be running anytime soon, though, just because there's so many other games I want to try out and stuff before Numenera. But if you kind of want this sci-fi fantasy blend, uh, if you want more of a simple rule set, but, um, you know, a really cool character creation process and all that stuff, go check out Numenera. It looks really cool. Um, just looking up the rulebook or the art once again can give you the idea of how the game is and how it feels. And if that's something that, that interests you or intrigues you, go ahead and check it out. Guys, what I've talked about here is just a small taste of what the TTRPG world outside of D&D has to offer. Um, well, like I've mentioned, there are so many other great games out there waiting for you to pick up and enjoy. And like I mentioned before, D&D is awesome. I love D&D. I love 5th edition. It's helped so many people and brought joy to me and others like me. But... Uh, you know, don't feel constricted. Step out of your comfort zone and try something else. What is a genre of movies or shows that you like? What genre or theme sounds interesting to roleplay? Um, there's most likely a game out there for it, for that system. If not, take a system that seems best and can modify it to your own will. There are tons of really cool roleplaying games out there to, to cater to, to these different genres and these different play styles. Um, and I've just really been into to looking at other roleplaying games recently, so I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys. Um, because it's just super awesome. There's so many, so many amazing games out there. Um, 
So even if you're kind of new to D&D, if you're still kind of getting into the world of CTRPGs, you can still check these out. Um, and if you're someone who's been playing D&D for a while, um, go ahead and check these out for sure. See what else uh, there is to offer, because you may find your new favorite game, uh, you know, sort of campaign of one of these, have a great experience with your friends. Um, but once again, there's so many others beside the ones I've mentioned. But from the ones I've mentioned, if something has parked your interest, you've kind of looked up the game on your own while I'm talking, looked at some of the art, looked at some of the rules, and it seems interesting to you, that's awesome. I'm really glad I was able to share uh, these games with you guys. Um, but for sure, go ahead and check out the rest of the world's tabletop role-playing games. Um, it's it's really interesting. Um, and there's there's so many things outside of D&D um, that it has to offer. Okay, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I had a blast making this one. I've been wanting to share with you guys my love for all these other tabletop RPGs uh, because I've just been looking at and researching them recently. Um, so this one was a lot of fun to make. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, guys, if you want updates and 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 uh, you know news on how the, the podcast is going, you want input on what you know happens in podcast episodes in the future. All this kind of stuff because D20 Academy is also branching off from not just becoming a podcast. It's going to become a you know full-on brand. I'm working on products and stuff for it. Uh, tons of stuff, work is being made on D- D20 Academy. If you want to keep up with that, if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and follow it at, uh, on Instagram at D20 underscore Academy um, for all that kind of stuff. And tomorrow is the D20 Council um, on Instagram Live. Um, I will have a session with you guys where we just talk about, you know, kind of review the, the past few episodes all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys will be able to put, you know, give me your input of things you like and don't like about the podcast, things you want to see in the future, all that kind of stuff. Um, D20 Council, that's tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, right, October 30th. Um, so if you can make it, that's awesome. Uh, if not, it's 2, 2 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Um, no problem. But thank you guys so much for listening uh, and have a great day. <laughs>